Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I'm joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? What's up, man? Oh, How are not you doing? much. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm on a short break from this tour that I'm on. Um, this is like the first weekend I've had off in a couple weeks. Very excited about that. What do you do? What are you doing with it? Or what did you um, do with it? Um, so uh, this, I'll be uh, in town for, for a Friday and Saturday and Sunday for the first time in a couple weeks. I am going to do as little as possible, um, with the exception of watching football on Sunday. Um, yeah. That's that. That's it. I'm gonna that try sounds, to just rest. Yeah, dude, that sounds lovely. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, should be a good time. Um, Do you have any movies lined up or a movie list lined up for yourself? Um, for yourself no, while you're sitting on the couch? N- n- no, I'm taking suggestions though. <laughs> the new Hellraiser was was okay. Okay, cool. You you yeah. watch that? Yeah, I watched that last night. It was all right. Okay. It was it was interesting to see where they're gonna go. Where they want to go a new direction with it. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see kind of the lore that they set up for it now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it was all right. It yeah. the the Cenobite uh, design was absolutely fantastic and very disconcerting. Oh, great! Yeah, just what you want. There's one called the Asphyx that just mm-hmm. has this sheet that's like pulled over its face, and it has this rasping, gasping, and it just does this slow like walk, and it follows you. It's pretty creepy. That sounds creepy. Um, speaking of horror movies, I, I have made it kind of a weird tradition of mine to go see all of the the newest Halloween movies on a matinee by myself. Oh, there you go. That's fun. <laughs> I saw the last two like that, and I think I'm going to go see the, the the new one, Halloween Ends. I think that just came out, so I'll probably go try yeah. to see that like Friday during the day or something. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I need um, to see that. Yeah, I heard Smile is, is pretty creepy, too. So, I heard Smile uh, is very creepy. Yeah. Um, but it's a horror movie based on smiling, so it would be creepy. <laughs> yes, 100%. Um, I'm su- surprised no one has thought of that before, because it, it right? seems so obvious now. <laughs> well, that's part of what made the Joker so scary, is the fact yep. that he has the, the Joker gas that makes people smile against their will, and you basically die smiling. So yeah, smiles have been scary for me for a very long time. It is funny how we can distinguish like the small subtleties between like a genuine happy smile to like a menacing smile oh yeah for real right it's strange huh (laughs) yeah um but yeah so just planning on doing that not doing a whole bunch of uh uh nothing is what i'm trying to do um what uh what'd you do this week oh this week um joined a gym oh great i'm getting i'm getting back into working out which is good um so Mm -hmm. let's see so i did that um Watched Werewolf by Night, which we will talk about later. We will talk about that. Um, let's see what else. Um, not much, man. Just kind of okay. been living life and taking the dog for walks and, you know, just doing my thing. Yep. That sounds like a good life. <laughs> it's been pretty nice. It's been pretty nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been watching a lot of horror movies at night. Um mm-hmm. And just a smattering. I'm kind of raging all over from like A plus tier top tier ones to like B plus 70s movies to like 80s rom mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I'm kind of all over the place this year mm-hmm. like normal my normal 31 for 31 has like a set structure there's like a theme to it like last year I watched all the Hellraiser movies mm-hmm. you know and then like the year before that I watched all of the Friday the uh, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and all that kind of stuff but this year mm-hmm. I just don't have a kind of I don't have a set like list this year which mm-hmm. is kind of fun so I've watched X and Pearl and um, what else? Pumpkinhead again, which was always which is always fun. Mm-hmm. There's been a bunch of different stuff. The problem is I cross them off my list after I'm done with them, so I can't tell you what I've watched. I've just been watching a bunch of stuff. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, cool. Um, let's uh, let's jump into some some news items, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. Cool. Um, I guess what what would you say is the biggest piece of news? Um, well, Blade we've, Blade is delayed. I would say the biggest stuff that we should talk about is the Blade stuff. Yeah, because that's the biggest upset that's happened. Um, I mean, the other big news that's out there is that Black Adam's absolutely going to fight Superman in the DCEU, which makes me very happy. But that's not like big news compared to the Blade camp and what the subsequent fallout from all of that. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's touch on Blade first. Sure. Because we, yeah. we talked about that last episode, um, and I think it'll be interesting follow up. 
yeah, for sure. Uh, so there's been a bunch of problems in the Blade camp. Um, the entire movie production has been put on hold. The original script has been scrapped, mm-hmm. and they are now look and they're also looking for a new director. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everything terrible that you could have had gone go with for a production, a pre-production, like sounds like it it went wrong. Because yeah. it's and it sounds like what they're doing is they're trying. To, it sounds like what they're doing is they're trying to take the movie in an entirely different direction. And I'm wondering if the director wanted to try and make a big character piece as opposed to like a character piece with action set pieces, mm-hmm. you know. And that just doesn't work for Blade. You got to right. have that action. You know what I mean. You you, mm-hmm. you got to have the action, and it's got to be sustained. And you know, if like I'm thinking, it's creative differences, especially if they're redoing the script and they're finding a new director and they're putting the movie on hold. Which then it sounds like that had a lot to do with subsequent um, uh, projects as well. Because now that Blade is delayed, that also delayed Avengers: Secret Wars, Deadpool three, and Mar- and Fantastic Four as well. Yeah. So what are how do we know how long those have been delayed? Yes. Um, They've been delayed back... Where is it? So, Avengers Secret Wars has been delayed till May 1st. This is 2026, but I'm going to say it's 2024 because 2026 is a long time away from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Deadpool 3 has been delayed till November 8th, 2024. Blade has been delayed till September 6th, 2024. And Fantastic Four has been delayed until February 14th, 2025. Okay, gotcha. So everything's basically ostensibly been just pushed back a year. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you, What are your thoughts about this? I think it's. I'm hoping it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I think it's a good thing. If they were going to come out, if Mahershala Ali has was already on on record saying that he wasn't happy with the way that the script was set up and so if he's not happy and he's your main star and he's supposed to be portraying the character then i think that there's a little there's a little change that needs to happen um especially if i don't know i think it's i'm gonna choose to think that it's a good thing um just because if it's it's just sounds like the whole project was just a mess behind the scenes Mm mm-hmm yeah um, I agree. I think there there were there were obviously problems. Like I here here's why this doesn't worry me. It doesn't mm-hmm. worry me because A, it's Marvel and it's Disney, and they have a track record of quality that uh-huh. is pretty unmatched at this level of movie. Yeah, for sure. Um so I trust them. But also it, it the the machinations of it do not seem chaotic. It seems like Everything is kind of like, hey, this isn't working. We're going to retool this. And because of that, like, and, and the, the part that really comforts me is the fact that they're, because they're delaying the Blade movie, that they understand that other things also have to be delayed, which right. kind of shows that, hey, we're, we're not just like grasping at straws here. Like, we're trying to make. We a, have a plan. A, yeah, we have a plan and things are adjusting and that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it would be one thing if, like, they were just scrambling and they didn't know what they were doing and they're like, but what does this mean for the other movies? They're like, no, we know what this means for the other movies. Oh, you mean the <laughs> giant mess that Discovery got dumped in its lap with the DC universe? <laughs> exactly. Do these movies work together? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these movies are going to work together, right? Sure would be nice if they did, but no. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is why. Uh, which uh, is funny. It kind of gets us to the Black Adam topic. I think uh, The Rock as kind of like whether DC Discovery wants it or not, which I'm sure they do. Um, he is sort you mean of like the money. Yeah, he is like <laughs> willing that like that franchise, like the DC universe, into like he's reshaping it into his image, and like he's like, yes. no, 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 this is what we're doing now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's it's Nick Burns, the company computer guy character from Saturday Night <laughs> yeah. Live. You remember him? It's yeah. literally just move. like move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which I'm totally fine with. I think the DC universe, like the mainline, like Justice League universe, needs a hard reset at mm-hmm. this point. Um, let's keep the things we like, get rid of the things we don't like, and like let's build something cool. Um, I'm totally all for that. Because um, as much as I, I like the Zack Snyder aesthetic, I think Zack Snyder is a very limited storyteller. And mm-hmm. I think uh, it'll be cool to see. But I do like, um, for that universe, like if The Rock is going to be Black Adam, like I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I love Ben oh, yeah. Affleck as Batman in that universe. So like, let's just take those characters, do some cool shit with it, and like 
Let's because if we're gonna get another Superman movie out of this with Henry Cavill, like it's worth it to me. Oh, uh, for sure. Because I love, I actually really like Man of Steel. Um, but I, I do w- too. Which is which. Yeah. Our opinions are very controversial in the in the Superman like fan camp. Which yeah. I will be first and foremost. I am not a fan of Superman. Uh huh. You know, you know this, but like, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of Superman. Not in the sense that I dislike him, but I right. just I'm not that big. It, to me, Superman always felt like the starter superhero kit, you know. Right. And then once yep. you get your Superman and your Batman's and your Spider-Man's under your belts, then it's like, and there's nothing against them at all. But I always mm-hmm. find that those are your gateway superheroes to the mm-hmm. to the superheroes that you find a little bit more fascinating, mm-hmm. a little less totally. Golden Boy. Totally. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I was never the biggest Superman fan uh, growing up. Um, I do, I do like the character, and I think it's a, mm-hmm. it's a character that excites me to see in live action because like, yes. what his his power set is so cool, um, and I'm excited to see Henry Cavill Superman in a Superman movie where he's happy to be Superman. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where he's not burdened. <laughs> yeah, and not brooding all the time. So, Although uh, I did like that version of him. The, no, the totally. brooding, the ripped jacked lumberjack brooding <laughs> superman was a great look and just a great vibe for everyone involved especially totally. the ladies and the gentlemen yeah <laughs> um but uh but no i i didn't have a problem the thing i liked about man of steel is that like i got tired of superman always like doing the batman thing where it's like yes i'm just gonna drop them off in this arkham and assume everything goes to plan what's wrong with that like yeah. i like the fact that he was put into a position where he had to kill zod mm-hmm you know what I mean? Yeah. Where he was like, yeah. oh, this isn't going to stand stand anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think it's all great. Um, I like that they're subtly switching from the Justice League mm-hmm. to the Justice Society of America mm-hmm. and running with that as opposed to just being like, we're just going to forget mm-hmm. this whole Justice League thing and go with a society thing instead. Yeah. So I have a theory uh, about this movie, Black Adam. I think... Okay. <laughs> I think... Several of these, if not all of the Justice Society members, are going to turn evil or are secretly already evil. Ooh. Um, I think Doctor Fate for sure is going to be a villain in this movie, um, just because. Like, why else do you cast? Because one, Pierce Brosnan, I don't think would sign on to do multiple movies as his character because, he, like, he's older and he doesn't seem like the type to be interested to, in playing a role for the next ten years. Well, here's the thing: you never know because he spends most of his time just paddleboarding around Malibu. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if some of my when we lived in LA, if some of my surfer friends were to be believed, that's literally all he does. Like they ran into him multiple times, and he's just like morning, and they're like, "You're James Bond." He goes, ah, "I know." Yeah, um, so I could I could very easily see a thing where like his character is killed in this movie, uh, like at the end of this movie, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, Pierce Brosnan is very good, um, uh, and I think uh, we have not seen him play like a, a villainous person at, to recent memory. Um, so I think that could uh, he be really is cool. the bad guy in the Jackie Chan dark movie that came out a couple of years ago, where Jackie oh, Chan okay. loses his daughter to the IRA and then basically goes on a killing spree. Oh, okay. I Do you remember that? that? You see, haven't no. Watch that movie. It's very okay. good. It's Jackie Chan doing a performance, like a, it's his old man action movie. It's okay. just what I'm calling them, where they're very serious and yeah. they're very like the stakes are really they like big. Get their family yes, back. well, it's it's more like they got to get their family back, or their family was taken from them, and now they're exacting revenge on the people that took their family from them. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of family issues, um, but yeah. yes, he plays it. But it's very straightforward, and Pierce Brosnan is the bad guy. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, I think, I think he's probably going to turn villain in this. I think some, like some of them, if not all of them, because I do think that the purpose of this movie is to establish Black Adam as sort of the linchpin of uh, this new sort of Justice Society slash mm-hmm. Justice League team. So I could see a version where like Hawkman and and uh, Doctor Fate are evil and they're killed in this movie. Um, or I could even see a thing where Dr. Fate is like killing the rest of the team to where at the end of this movie, Black Adam is left either like almost alone or entirely alone. And then that's when he meets up with Superman and that becomes a thing. And I could see the team going forward being sort of like a mishmash of maybe Black Adam at the center and then Superman and Batman. And then uh, a couple, maybe some of the members of the Justice Society, maybe not, who knows. Um, But I think that is the goal, like the end goal for this is to get The Rock flanked by Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill as like some new Justice League or some new. At the end of the day, what they're trying Mm -hmm. to do is get The Rock, Henry Cavill, and Ben Affleck on stage together at Comic Con. 
Exactly. Um, the Rock knows that that's money. I think uh, uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery know that that's money. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the end goal for Hell, this. Hell, we know it's money. <laughs> we know it's money. Money knows it's money. Um, yeah. <laughs> Any other news bits before we get into uh, Werewolf by Night? Um, let me see. So Tom Cruise is going to be the first actor to do an actual spacewalk. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's on track to film a movie in space. Mm-hmm. And uh, while talking to BBC, Universal Studios confirmed that Cruise and director Doug Liman will be, will take a rocket to the International Space Station, making Cruise the first actor to experience a spacewalk. Gotcha. So he's living his best life. Now I wonder if it's going to be a brand new story or like a brand new like IP, or if it's going to be a Mission Impossible movie. Ethan Hunt, your mission, should you choose to accept it, exactly. is to heist the the International Space Station. Yeah. Because I could totally, I could totally see that being a thing, like that being like the big sequence in a in a Mission Impossible movie, or it could just be a new movie about an astronaut or something. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's Tom Cruise, so like anything's possible. He's just literally doing it for the adrenaline rush. But you know what's interesting is I wonder if we'll be as an audience if we'll be able to tell, like if it's actually in space, if we'll be able to tell the difference. See, that's my question. Yeah, is with 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 wire work and CGI these days, right? It looks real anyway. Like gravity looked real. Looked real as all get out. Like, so you're gonna tell me that you're like going to space is gonna make that much of a difference? Like, ooh, you went to space. You tied yourself to the side of an airplane. <laughs> that translated really well on screen. That made yeah. me go, well, I want to do that. I mean, yeah. I don't want to go to space. I have yeah. a terrible fear of space. Space is the unknown. Space is the emptiness vacuum of like death. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mess with it, but like, I don't know if it's going to translate that well. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see if it comes out and we just go, you could have just done CGI, man. I know. I hope not, but <laughs> I hope you not. Yeah. I hope there's a real, like on screen, we have this real, like, whoa, it is different. Yeah. Cause that was my one but, issue with the, um, that was my one issue with, um, the last mission impossible movie when they did the halo jump out of the back of the plane. They they did so yeah. much sk- CGI sky replacement to make it like during uh, uh, during a storm that like it, it yeah. like it cheapened the fact that they were actually jumping out of a plane because it looked very CG right. because of the background and I'm like no just right. leave the regular sky like I know you wanted it to be dark and not daytime and they did the jumps during daytime but like it just I wanted it to feel as real as possible and with all the CG clouds and, and stuff going on it looked a little less real and I was kind of yeah. bummed about that because it, like they jumped out of a plane. I was too. It it yeah, right? It cheapens the entire experience. Um, right. if you want a good Halo opening or a uh-huh. Halo jump like sequence, um, uh-huh. the one from Tomorrow Never Dies where again Pierce Brosnan jumps out of the back and does a Halo jump, dude, oh, it, it translates really well. Okay. Like into kind of what it is. It doesn't have the frenetic like, oh, this is crazy. It's just like yeah. This is a little yeah this is this is not a normal thing that people do. Right. Speaking of um speaking of stunts and uh we can yeah we can get to um what's it called after this? Uh where we'll find Oh, out. we have one more I have one more bit of oh, okay. news and then but, we can Okay, cool. Well, speaking of stunts, I rewatched uh Mad Max Fury Road last night. Oh, dude, so good. So I started listening on a flight uh home a couple of days ago. I started listening to the book about the making of it. Mm-hmm. It's called Blood, Sweat and Chrome. It's a very good book. Um, featuring like it's an audio book and it features audio like recordings from like the author was able to interview like people that worked on the movie so like Tom oh, Hardy cool. gives stuff like that so like throughout the the reading of the book anytime someone is quoted it's like them actually speaking like quoting it. them oh that's it's, cool it's I really like that. cool yeah so cool. it's a really good book about the making of the the movie the cultural impact of it like the the whole journey of it of like getting the movie made like it's it's really good so that inspired me to rewatch the movie last night and uh i will say it still holds up it's still great oh it does <laughs> uh aj and i rewatched it not too long ago and it is fantastic give yeah. me more of that yeah it's uh also like i think an unsung kind of like hero of the movie is uh not hero as a character but just hero performance is uh, Nicholas Holt. He does a great job in the movie. Oh, yeah. Anybody that doesn't like Nicholas Holt's performance in that is high. Yeah, exactly. On the no, wrong he, stuff. He does a lot of, amongst Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron, who are, their characters are like more stoic and kind of like... Brooding. Di- yeah, and brooding. He's doing a lot of the dramatic, like sort of like mm-hmm. energy to the movie. And he's great. He's great in it. His performance is like... His performance is different from the other war boys in an interesting way. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I like his character a lot, actually. He brings a lot of like tragedy to the role. One hundred percent. Yeah, which I he, think is I think is great. Yeah, he's our way in to see how like the the shittiness of this existence like weighs on people's psyche because the whole point of Mad Max and Furiosa is that like they're kind of Teflon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah well, they've sucks, been damaged. Like, they've yeah. been damaged by this society so much so that they are like unreachable. Yeah, Nicholas Holt like still sees the yeah. tragedy and like the darkness and like still has feelings. Like he hasn't been damaged beyond all repair to a point where he's just this walking death husk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or as uh, Max says in the opening, uh, a man reduced to a single instinct: yes, survive, <laughs> survive. Yeah. My name is Max. I was born out born out of fire and blood. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's real good. Um, yeah, I love it. Okay, cool. so what what was the last piece of? Uh... So the last piece of news is a Keanu Reeves MCU piece of news. Ooh. And it has been gone on record. Uh, Keanu Reeves was recently asked by Jimmy on Jimmy Kimmel Live which Marvel character he'd want to play. Mm-hmm. He wants to play Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. He'd be and a great every, Ghost Rider. Oh, he'd be amazing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure he would love to play Ghost Rider. I'm sure. I'm sure. What him saying that is a strategic move, also because not only would he be an amazing Ghost Rider, but I'm sure he'd want to like build his own custom motorcycle for the movie and stuff oh like of that. course yeah it's gotta yeah. like it's gotta be amazing like yeah dude i bet dude what do you think keanu reeves is like ghost rider motorcycle looks like do you think it's oh, like insane do you think it's like because there's two versions right there's the one that he rides normally and then there's the ghost yeah. rider bike you know which is yeah. like the the hell bike yeah i think if uh if keanu reeves I think Keanu Reeves would would be more interested in designing like the human version of it, and mm-hmm. obviously, because obviously, it just becomes a hell cycle after that. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I think it would be some kind of. I think they would go a different route than just it being like a like a like a chopper type bike. Right. I think it would be like a like the bikes that he likes to ride and build, like sort of futury looking, but like. But based on like old bikes, you know what I mean, like cafe based racer on, kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I think it would probably be something like a, that. We haven't had a cafe racer ghost rider. That would mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, I. Yeah, Whatever. I think, that, I still I think, think he'd it'd be great. great. Yeah. yeah, I sign him up. Like he would make more sense for the role than Ryan Gosling. A hundred percent. Like I get why Ryan Gosling. Uh, because, of course. Yeah, I mean he's Ryan Gosling. But yeah. um, if you can get him, get him. Yeah, if you can get him, get him. If he's not Doctor Doom, which is the rumor, um, Keanu Reeves would also make a great Doctor Doom. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Whose face would you want to put behind a mask more? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Ooh, good question. I think it's Reeves because, like, Ryan Gosling's so handsome. <laughs> yeah, but so is Reeves. That's true, but it's like it's different in it. Like Keanu Reeves, I think has more of a recognizable voice than Ryan Gosling does. So I yeah. think like that would that might play better behind a mask, but I don't know, who knows. See, Ryan Gosling is the more like he's the hot guy that finds you on the side of the road when your tires like down. And he shows up and he's like, "Hey, I just have a jack in the back. Like you guys need some help." And you're like, "Oh, thank you, random stranger." Keanu yeah. Reeves is Keanu Reeves handsomeness. He finds you in the woods and helps you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Are you lost? Yep, follow me. Yeah. Okay, um, handsome stranger. Yeah, I think Keanu Reeves like that's pro- similar to the like the way Ryan Reynolds is kind of like born to play Deadpool. I think if there's yeah. one MCU character that Keanu Reeves is born to play, it's probably Ghost Rider. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the I fact agree. that he's so comfortable on motorcycles and like the fact that he like his like this this new Keanu Reeves look with like the longer hair and the scruff, like it's uh-huh. kind of like. He's kind of like, yeah, what else would you want him to play? You know what I mean? <laughs> I like mid-stage Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Although it is going to be cool. I'm sure he'll get some he'll he'll do some role in the near future where like he he goes back to like the sort of the clean cut uh, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves look and we'll all be like, "Oh man, I remember this Keanu Reeves." You know and it'll be mean? like, "Ah, just kidding. I'm doing John Wick 8." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, looking forward to to whatever that ends up being. Very sure. much so. All right, shall we? Werewolf by Night. Let's do it. All right. Um, I watched this randomly during the day. I did not set. I did not set the mood in any way to watch this. Unfortunately. Oh, you missed out, buddy. Yeah, because I did I was, the opposite. 
Yeah, I was just so excited to watch it. I was like, you know what? Uh, my time is limited right now. Yeah, I'm just going to watch this. With the um, way you've been traveling, like that makes sense, though. Yeah, I just watched it when I could. But going into this movie, um, what were your expectations? Like, were you excited about it? I had none. Okay. I had none. I was just like, just make it fun. Make mm-hmm. it dark. Make it weird. Make mm-hmm. it, you know, if because, you know, from the original, like, reading of it that it was going to be filmed in black and white, I, you know, I was like, utilize that to great effect. Um mm-hmm. I had a lot of expectations for it, but they weren't like they weren't like major expectations as for like that as say like excuse me, I've got hiccups for some reason. Um oh, no, you're fine. But it wasn't it wasn't expectations as say like what I'm gonna have for the new Captain America movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I have high expectations for every Marvel movie, that's but just because Marvel had brings the excellence in most things that they do. Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, the excellence is brought to a level that I'm like, oh. So I come to expect a certain level of excellence from it. Um, mm-hmm. I did have high hopes for it after the Rotten Tomatoes meet rating once they got the uh, the audience rating in mm-hmm. as well. Because the critics rating was 100%. And then the audience rating, I think, when it first debuted was like 98 or something like that. Wow. Something crazy high. So yeah. that put my expectations up even more where I was like, okay, like this means that it's fun. And then that tells me that they did service to the, you know, to the piece and the characters mm-hmm. and made it interesting. And yeah. So I didn't have a whole lot going into this, but I got mm-hmm. a lot. I got a lot taken away from it. Yeah. Um, similarly, I didn't have really high expectations for it. My expectations rose when I saw the first trailer. Mm-hmm, um, me too. Because the first trailer was a very good trailer, in my opinion. Yes. And so I was like, man, don't mess this up because this is oh, no. very fun. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> uh, and, then there were, and then there were rumors that came out um, at some point after the trailer where, like, the movie was going to be longer, but like they cut a lot of stuff out and didn't film a lot of stuff because Gail Garcia Banal was like, this suit is impossible to wear and he was like if we could not shoot a ton more of this that'd be great which (laughs) i get it but also tough it out dude yeah (laughs) totally it's Um, your job sorry but but it's your job as we'll talk about though i think uh it being the length that it is uh does a lot for the movie it works it It helps out a lot it keeps the mystery the mystery alive yeah i think so too so uh yeah so overall what did you think on the other side of it i loved it cool yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I love the Universal Monster throwback like vibe yep. to it. I'm a big fan of those movies. That's what I'll watch for 31 for 31 is all the old Universal horror movies. Mm-hmm. Done. Okay, that makes that <laughs> does a. It's been hard trying to scramble and find new movies, but if I mm-hmm. have stuff, that's why I do series. Okay, I'm gonna watch those. Um, but no, I love I love those movies. Growing mm-hmm. up near Universal as a kid, like mm-hmm. you know, and being a film kid, you know, you just. Mm-hmm. You tend to it's it's the original Frankenstein with Boris Karloff or the Mummy with Boris Karloff mm-hmm. or anything with Boris Karloff is like yeah. you know or, the, or Dracula with Bela Lugosi like these are classics like all, modern horror owes everything that it owes to these movies you know mm-hmm. and so I thought that it was a really good especially coming out during October it was a really good sort of nod to the Halloweeny spooky vibe that those black and white movies had. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it kept the I think it kept the tone, and it kept it really it did a really good job keeping that tone throughout. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I I loved it as well. I thought it was, and uh, here's what here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna say about Marvel. I think this this movie in particular was a very good sign about the future of Marvel because what yes. it showed me is that Marvel is you know as gigantic as a studio it is as it is and as much content as they put out. Um, they, we know that they're good at quality control across their superhero stuff. We've seen that. We know they're good at making Avengers-like movies, and they're good at making MCU stuff that feels like what you expect from the MCU. Right. What this movie cemented for me was that not only are they capable of making things that are different, um, not only are they capable of making things that are gory and violent, um, but they're able to do it and sprinkle in just enough of the Marvel sort of ethos or like um the marvelness of it to where it feels like it's part of the rest of the marvel oeuvre you know what i mean yes um i i I really enjoyed that element of this movie like when when it's revealed that i mean spoilers from this point on um when it's revealed that uh uh jack the played by gail garcia banal um 
his character is friends with Man Thing, who is mm-hmm. like the the villain of the, the quote unquote Ted? villain of the movie. Ted, yeah, exactly. Um, I thought, okay, this movie has a decision to make. It's either going to become like a very like family friendly Marvel thing from here on, because that that reveal happens pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even before Ted or Man Thing kills anybody. Yep. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is either just going to become another Marvel thing or... Two the, or, best friends on a romp trying to survive together. Right, exactly. That's what I was afraid it was going to turn into as well. Yeah, I was like, oh no. But yeah. to its credit, <laughs> to to its credit, I think they, they, they balanced it well to where there was enough of their relationship in it to give it the sort of Marvel gooey center that you want. Mm-hmm. But it was still very creepy. It was still very violent. It was still very bloody from that point. And Man-Thing was still scary. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, he's like, oh, he's like a dog now. It's like, no, he was still terrifying. It's still Man-Thing. He's a dog that can melt you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's not even really a dog. Do you want to know about Man-Thing? Sure. So Man-Thing has a really, uh, like a really, what his job is is actually really interesting. So Mm -hmm. basically what he was, he was working on a super soldier serum with uh, Dr. Kurt Connors um, called the SO2 serum. And um, it gave its user immunity to all known toxic biochemicals. Um, And then the problem is, is so uh, he was, Ted was betrayed. Mm -hmm. His name is Theodore Salas, Dr. Theodore Salas. And so he takes this, long story short, he takes the super soldier serum after being attacked in an ambush by AIM, the company AIM that MODOK runs. Mm-hmm. Or that Modok was a part of that's trying to get the super soldier serum or get him to get it. He mm-hmm. gets he injects himself with some, crashes into an enchanted swamp, and then becomes Man Thing. And then his job as Man Thing is he is the protector of the nexus of all realities. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So this swamp, this magical swamp that he inhabits, is the nexus of all realities. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So that's why um, it's important for him as a monster to stay in that swamp. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. And um, I wonder if that will tie in with the What If series, because the What If series deal, deals with like oh. the Nexus point and all that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, I would love for, to have a Man-Thing origin story in the, in the What If. That's get probably, I love what, Man- that's probably what we're going to do. I love yeah. Man-Thing. Man-Thing is great, dude. It's a um, it's a cool character uh, and a tragic character because it's no, very he's much. like a, he's a guy in there somewhere. You know what yep. I mean? <laughs> yep. And his intelligence um, fades too, so he's not yeah. the smart guy. He still realizes who he is, but he doesn't have the intelligence like he used to to think up all the stuff to like turn him back into like a normal human being. Yeah, he's like Reverse Hulk. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So he can. So he can. Um, he has malleability, so he can like ooze through chain link fences. Okay. Um, he can do self-propelled flight. Obviously, he's super strong. Um, he has. Uh, What's that? Reality. He power? has rea- reality displacement, size enhancement, dis- dimensional travel. Which one? The the like the melting thing. What is that? What power oh, is that? Um, that would be. Let me see. I think what they did was they that was the acidic where did it go? Acidic secretion. Okay. Um let me see. Oh, he's an empath too. So other people's emotions cause him discomfort. Like, oh, he doesn't okay. have emotions of his own. His emotions basically are based off of other people's. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think what they did was that was supposed to be the acid burn. Okay. But I don't really know. If they wanted to give him a new power, uh, great. <laughs> cool. All right, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to know. But anyway, I'll look. That, I'll do some of my own research outside of this. Um, That's the fun and see if part we can about find it. something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved Man Thing. Um, I loved all of this, man. I loved the setup uh, of of all the like the the Bloodstone death and like all these uh, hunters coming together to try to win the stone. I thought that was great. I loved the relationship that uh, Elsa and Jack had. Like I thought yes. that was believable. Um, they didn't fall in love. 
No, they which didn't was, fall in love. No, which was great because that's typically what happens in Disney. It's like the minute people right. lay eyes on each other, it's like, oh, we're in love now. It's like, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they're assembling their sort of like their, uh, their like monster team, uh, which yes. I think will be cool. Um, you well, because Elsa Bloodstone is also part of the Midnight Suns as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's probably the team they're building to, like a Daredevil, or excuse me, a. Um, a what's the, the we just talked about Keanu Reeves uh, a Ghost Rider Ghost Rider Blade Man Thing Doctor Strange Doctor Strange Werewolf by Night like uh, well Man Thing was part of the Thunderbolts at one point so it would be, oh that's interesting yeah but he would fit in with the with the Sons of yeah. with the Midnight Suns I, I feel like he probably won't be on that Thunderbolts iteration just because it's no. like too weird to explain why this why, yeah why if this you haven't here. watched Werewolf by Night and all of a sudden Man Thing is just a big part of the MCU like yeah. if you're not used to it yeah yeah that would be a bit confusing exactly and I feel like the way they're utilizing their the relationship between Jack Russell and uh, um, uh, Man Thing like they're kind of going to be joined at the hip you know what I you mean you know my favorite thing about Jack Russell is he's called Jack Russell and he's a werewolf yeah like a Jack Russell terrier yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's very funny. That joke to uh, me. I've always <laughs> loved that joke about yeah. Werewolf by Night. Um, I like. I also like the choice to like make like I like the casting choice of Gail Garcia Bernal. Like mm-hmm. it's it's more interesting than just like some like a generic white guy named Jack well, Russell. He like, doesn't, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the thing is too, it's not even that he doesn't play it like a straightforward hero. Like right. he is afraid himself of the power that like brought him there. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like He's not just like. <laughs> It is a nice distinction because it's not like because he's not Blade. Like he's not like all no. right, this is what I am now. Let's get yeah. it. I'm you know no werewolf I mean? hunter. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just like he's more of like a Jekyll, almost a Jekyll and Hyde type. Yeah, character. he's a please don't make me do this. Exactly. Like uh, please, more, please, please, I'm begging you, please don't make me do this. Right. Like, this and that's is not what a good werewolf. Thing. That's what werewolfism and like like lycanthropy. That's what it, it's a yep. curse. Like it it's is. not it's not something that like you're like, all right, cool. Like no, it's not it's supposed like, <laughs> to be badass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a curse that you try to avoid because you, you hurt innocent. You're people. terrified because every full moon you turn into this thing that you don't remember and you go out and you murder people. Yep, exactly. And then you wake up the next morning naked somewhere covered in blood. Like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's not just like they. Sometimes people treat where lycanthropy as like this nuisance of like, oh man, it happened <laughs> yeah. again. Like you got drunk and fell asleep on your neighbor's lawn. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like no, it's so much worse than that. Yeah. Um, question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, with the with the the hunters that show up, um, mm-hmm. I think all of them were interesting and fun. Um, was that so? The woman, the other woman that was wearing white, was that a vampire? The weird, the weird alien-looking one. Yeah, was that a, was she supposed to be know. a vampire? I don't think so. I think what she's okay. supposed to be is I. I think she, I think vampires count as monsters in this uh-huh. universe. Oh, that's probably true. You're right. So you know, um, I don't. Th- I don't know what. To, I think she was just supposed to look visually weird. Yeah, just some kind of alien, just kind of weird, dimensional, strange kind of. person that's a monster hunter. Because when you say it's a monster hunter, you don't have to get like, you know. Right. Um, t- John Smith, you know, father yeah. of four, like somebody that looks like somebody that looks good in khakis isn't going to look good on film for that. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you want that weird, lanky kind of like, ooh, what are you? And I, I also like that. Uh, it seems to me that uh, the way they're building this this part of the universe out, I like the choice to make them part of like this weird monster hunter cult because mm-hmm. it allows the the comic book writers to have characters like vampires and werewolves and things like that that are traditionally thought of as monsters we can call them monsters in the universe because that's the name that this cult has given them like so i'm sure as like werewolf by night and uh and man thing encounter more uh, like super powered individuals and things like that 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 might be considered monsters we have a clear distinction because the cult has called certain things monsters and and those things those other beings are not necessarily monsters they're other things you know what i'm saying right like i like that there's a distinction yeah, very um, much so. Um, I would like them to do Werewolf by Night Halloween specials. Yeah, every year? Yeah, every year. That'd just a cool. new werewolf, just a new installment of Werewolf by Night. Like, what's Jack Russell up to? I think that would be great. Um, th- I would imagine that there, there's some kind of plan like that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a great that's a great way to do it. Um, I wanted to talk, because we mentioned earlier about the, the length of it. I think it works. I think all of the, because there, there there's been talk about 
a lot like going forward they're going to be doing more like special presentations that mm-hmm. are just kind of one off yeah. almost short films but they're kind of feature length Right. Um, I think that's great. I think that's a great way to utilize some of the, the characters that don't necessarily warrant like a long episodic show, but you just want to check in on them every once in a while. Right. Um, so I would love to see more of those. I really like the length. It's like not as long. It's not as long as a two hour movie. Um, and, it, and it feels like it feels longer than an hour, but not in a bad y- way. Yes, exactly. And I think that that works to the movie's credit, like for it to be only an hour but it, it it to me it feels like a it almost felt like an episode of like black mirror or something like that like an yeah. antho- like an anthology show cuz those are typically a little longer um i i like them dude i like the length like i think i think this this sh- this movie could have been bogged down by having 30 extra minutes uh depending you know what on what those 30 extra minutes were right Yes, I don't think the and story that they told needed any more time than this. No, you know what I mean. No, I don't yeah. think. We, yeah, I don't think we needed to be stuck in that maze longer than we needed to be. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I also don't care enough about the backstory of monster monster hunters to like listen to right. them talk about. Or do I care? Nor do I care why Elsa betrayed her dad. I mean, I know why Elsa and how Elsa betrayed her dad because I'm a nerd. <laughs> they but yeah. And it's but pretty like, obvious that like her dad and the, all those people are assholes. Like I think they did a good job oh, through yeah. the characterizations and stuff like that of the different hunters that like these people suck, right? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. They're kind of they kind of deserve <laughs> when Man Thing melts them. They kind of deserve it, right? Yeah, exactly. Because they clearly are arrogant and feel like just because these creatures are different from them, they deserve to die, which is enough to classify them as villains. <laughs> yes, but some of history's greatest monsters had that yeah, exactly. exact same mentality. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say, one of my favorite things about the movie, the movie too, was that it got me real excited for when he was going to turn into a werewolf. Yes. And I think the they reason held that why I got a long time, which is great. I, I did. I was happy about that too. And the reason why yeah. I was, I liked that. And the moment that I remember specifically getting exciting about that is once they're in the cage, like all of a sudden there's those random security guys with the shock sticks yep. and there's just a ton of them. And I was like, Oh, he's about to change and kill all of these guys. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. I like the werewolf design too. I like that. It's more like universal monster style, like classic, what you think of as a werewolf, yes. you know, from the classic like style stuff. And and not so much as what we think of as the new one with the big like wolf face and all the transformation, yeah. you know, that Underworld basically set yeah. the standard for. Um, mm-hmm. I like that they didn't go that route. I like that they went a little bit more humanistic with it. Yeah, because I think it, it, it. Yeah, I I agree. I love the look of it. I think that it'll it'll play it'll play better once he gets around other like superhero characters too. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, cause that, and you want that distinction between him and for their relationship to work, you want that distinction between him and man thing. You want man thing to be more of the like lost in his beast form kind of person. Mm -hmm. And you want to be able to see Jack in there in the wolf. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, Plus, I, I, plus oh, sorry, werewolf, sorry, werewolf by night and moon night team team up too. So maybe we could get, maybe we could get some of that. That would be great. Um, yeah, I think I'm that sure would be great. I'm sure they've already talked about that. Yeah, Moon Knight was one of the characters that I heard rumored that like the next time we see Moon Knight, it may be a special presentation instead of a series. I and um, I would be fine with that. Me too. I think 100%. I I need more action Moon Knight stuff. Like I know they're going to do a season two, mm-hmm. but I think that if they did a season two, but they did it more like as an hour long episodes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, like, make sure that those hour-long episodes have three-act structures and they're all, like, a movie mm-hmm. and none of them's, like, you know, do, like, three three-hour-long movies. Yeah. That would be fine with me. Yeah, I agree. Because um, I think I think what we still have left to explore is, like, uh, I think what they might be doing is, like, they're – because if they're going to cross those two over um, – you could do a thing where maybe the origins of the curse has something to do with Egypt or something. You know what I'm saying? The curse yeah, of werewolf. you could do that, or you could just do the fact that Moon Knight moves in monster circles now, That's and true. he just mm-hmm. ran into Jack Russell. Yeah, because I'm still interested to see like the 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 origin of Werewolf by Night and kind of figure out like what's his deal, like why. Is he a werewolf? Like I want to like he's he, they he mentioned that he wears the makeup on his face as like an ode to his ancestors. So like, well, I want to see what all that is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that 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 kind of stuff is really interesting. Um, but the way that they 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 they, I thought what was good about the way that they um, 
drug out the transformation is that I thought it was very clever pacing and also shout out to Michael Giacchino who yeah. is oh, a composer yeah. and a first time director and this was his first thing he directed like it was yeah, a great job like, dude it was <laughs> insane I, the yeah. minute it was like directed by I was like what yeah crazy um, since when yeah I love the idea of like the way the story played out like the mission of the story of like hey I'm here to get my friend out of here because he's not a monster he's my friend mm-hmm. that mission ends like with 30 minutes left and I'm yeah. like like and he's successful okay man things out of here great and you think it's all fine until they're like no now we're gonna hunt you now and yeah like, I thought that was a great way to like because because they could have very easily just been like, oh, he's trying to get Man Thing out, but it's like it's too difficult, so he has to turn into his werewolf in order to. I like the subversion of that idea, and it's like he was competent enough as Jack Russell to like, like them as a team, like right. him, Elsa, and Man Thing were were all capable enough to accomplish the mission without Together. him being a werewolf. Right. And I like the werewolf is just a thing that like he has to just live with and it just becomes a part of the thing, but it's yeah. not like the entirety of who he is as a character. I like right. that a lot. The entirety of who he is like the the werewolf is just an aspect to his character. It's right. not his entire thing. It's not like yes. Captain America where being Captain America is his entire thing. Yes. It's like Jack Russell, it seems like Jack Russell just lives his life like as he feels like it and then sometimes with while living in fear of having to deal with this thing. Right. And and I think that's the way to go with any character that transforms into some beast. You have to make I think the best way to go is to make the like human version the most interesting version. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and yeah, cuz and then whatever they turn into is just icing on the cake. And I I like the Jack Russell characterization. He's an interesting guy. He's not just another like brooding handsome hero guy. Like no. you know what I mean? Like he's he quirky. Has a, yeah, he's quirky as a personality to him. Like the accent is is a great layer. Like I just think I'm, I'm so glad he wasn't like asked to do an American accent or something stupid. Oh, it would have been terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a very interesting character that I want to know more of, and I think that's a good start. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts about Werewolf by Night before we get out of here? It was fantastic. I want to see more of it. I could have honestly, I could have lived with another half hour of it, mm-hmm. but I understand why they didn't. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, because yeah, from I what it. I understand, from what I what I've read about the the reports about that, is it was just basically the the sequence where he becomes a werewolf and kills everybody is much like more plotting and slower. And he like you know he takes them off one by one instead of like all at once. Oh, that would have been fun to watch him pick that, them that down instead of do fun. a brawl. Like that would have been. See, that to me would have led more to the to the fear of a werewolf. Yeah, just this because he's you. a predator. He's not like yes. you know. It's it, think about the way predators work. They stalk you. They hunt you, yep. and then they attack mm-hmm. you when you're the, when you're least when you're at your weakest or your sickest or you're least prepared. Yep. Yeah, see, that totally. would have been fun. That would have been fun if all the cannon fodder dudes were in the maze and he's just like like hunting them down right. one by one. That would have just been hearing fun. random screams throughout the area. Yeah, I also love the subversion of the trailer shot where uh, a Jack is like grabbed by Man Thing and pulled through the bushes. Uh, yes. that happens in this, but it's because he recognizes his friend, which I thought yeah. was like a cool subversion of that shot. Because in the trailer, you're like, "Oh shit!" You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Uh, oh, shout out to um, the actress that played like sort of the main villain, Bloodstone's uh, new wife. Uh, okay. she was great. Like, she, really, I didn't like her that much. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I thought she was. I, I thought, thought she it was felt. Great. I thought it felt kind of flat. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely like a one-dimensional performance. Like, she was definitely like a... Oh, I don't mean one-dimensional. I just felt like her performance was kind of flat and really? very... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't oh, like no, it as I, much. I enjoyed her. I thought she was a throwback to like... Like, I felt like her performance was the most, like, black and white, like, arrow oh, performance. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, the other thing is the other people were doing, like, black and white film performances, but they found a way to do them fresh. Hers just, mm-hmm. I don't know, hers just didn't work for me. I got you. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed her. I thought she was chewing the scenery. I, I enjoyed her. I thought I, I, I could have uh, taken a little bit more of the other, like the hunters. Like I thought the one like guy the with Scottish, the beard was, was the was Scottish cool. guy with the beard. 
Yeah, but the other ones were just kind of, they didn't they weren't given much to do, unfortunately. Yeah, they picked a random weird looking woman and an Asian guy. <laughs> yeah. And there was a like, black guy there for a while. There's a was black killed. guy there, but they, they just did diversity hires. Yeah, basically. They're like, okay, one of each, okay, let's go. Um, Literally, that's what they did. Yeah. We got a woman, we got an Asian guy, we got a black guy, we got a white Scottish man. All right, we're good to go. Yeah. Diversity is good. Yeah. I would have loved for them to like at least give each of those characters an opportunity to like and I know for the story that they told it doesn't really make sense because they all know each other. But right. I would have loved each character to just have a minute to kind of like be like, here's what I am and what I do. You know what I mean? Because we I'll didn't be really honest. Get that. No, and I'll be honest, I didn't really feel like they were that competent. Like Right. And maybe that's the idea. Maybe it's the point. Like, they're kind of fools, you know? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. And if that's the way they want to play the monster hunters, that would be a really funny way to do it, where it's like, there are monster hunters, and then there are monster hunters, like Blade. Right. You like the real <laughs> yeah, exactly. ones. Like Doctor yeah, exactly. Strange and Blade and Ghost Rider, like, hunt demons and, like, actual monsters. And, like, these guys are like, err, man thing. It's like, he poses no threat. Yeah, it could have, it could have, like, I understand that they wanted to build, like, in the world building, they wanted to, to make it, like, an established cult, but it could have yeah. been interesting if these were all, like, new recruits to the cult, you know what I mean? So, like, this this is their first thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, their, their easy first, deaths like, would be more, their easy deaths would be more explainable. Exactly, and then you could have, like, you could play up the comedy of them thinking they're so competent, and it's like, you're, you're see, really and not. That, that, see, and that's maybe what I think. Yeah, that's I think would have been a fun direction to go to. Yeah, that probably would have been a better. It would have translated better a little bit as opposed to be mm-hmm. like, "Welcome to our new night, our open recruit night." Yeah, because it could have been a thing where maybe they had um, the they had other members that try like that tried like maybe Ulysses Bloodstone died already, and they've already tried to do this hunt thing, but they were all killed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, welcome, new members. What happened to the old members? Yeah, exactly. God rest their souls. God rest their souls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> oh, man. That but been yeah, awesome. I, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was uh, good. I Oh, one, one other thing before we get out of here. Um, I thought the choice to bring it back to color at, for that very last sequence yep. was I was uh, going to bring that up, too. Uh, I think it was effective because I think it was good to see what Man Thing looks like in color. I think we mm-hmm. we wanted to see that, uh, and then yeah, I think it what it does too is like in a subtle way, like tells you like okay, now these characters are prepared to enter the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Like we've done our right. one off story. Now consider them a part of everything else. I think that's kind of what the color thing represents, like on a meta level. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it looks cool. I like that Man Thing has red eyes. I think that looks great. Um, I love the design. Um, he's a little bit more, uh, from what I've seen of the pictures from the comic book, in the live action, he's a little slimmer and more mannish in terms yeah. of like his legs and his build. Like mm-hmm. he's more humanoid in that way, which right. I think works though, because it like you need him to be able to like run and stuff for certain sequences. And in the comic books, he looks much more like a, just kind of like a mass of tree material. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and to counter your point, uh, Groot. Right. Right. Groot runs around and does all that stuff, and he doesn't have regular feet. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder if like they'll ever cross paths. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was that like, how wonderful would that funny. be? Just a buddy romp, like a buddy romp, like action comedy with Man Thing and Groot. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's something like that. Maybe, perhaps, in a what if? That would be fun. What if Groot met <laughs> Man Thing? Man Thing. <laughs> That'd be very funny. <laughs> that would be great. All right, dude. Uh, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, but I'll and let you find things. me and all those things. I'm around. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You can find me at Asan the DJ at A H S O H in the DJ on social media. You can find episodes of this podcast at weeklyregular.com and weeklyregular on social media. Derek, thanks for joining me, and we'll see y'all next week. Mm-hmm.